Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Robbins Rehab West podcast. My name is Travis Robbins, and today I'm here with Nick Horowski. And we are going over a guide to supplements. We get a ton of questions about supplements in our line of work. And so we want to create a resource for people to learn more about supplements because uh, what happens, Nick, when you go to Google supplements and what I should take and what I shouldn't take, there's a dearth of information on it. I just wanted to use the word dearth. There's a large amount of information on that. So the problem is when you have a large amount of information on any topic, then it's hard to decipher what the important information is. So we're going to tell you what the important information is because we use this with our patients. We use it ourselves. And it is a great tool for a lot of different reasons. So, Nick, first question, why should I take supplements? To supplement your diet. Uh, that's really the simple, the, the simple form of it. Like, why are they called supplements? Because they're meant to supplement a, a, a diet. Now, this is the biggest preface that I can give on any education around supplements. You can't out-supplement a poor diet. You can't out-supplement two hours of sleep a night. You can't out-supplement not drinking your water. So and I'm very serious. It's like If you're not getting some of these other basics done, don't don't worry about it. Like You're, you're going to be better off spending your time, energy, money on those things than you will the supplements. But after that, why take supplements? Well, some of the things we're going to talk about uh, in, the, in this would be something like magnesium. Now, magnesium is something that's really being depleted out of our soils because of things like monocropping, which means just people are producing the same crop year after year after year after year. And it just takes the same things out of the soil. And all of a sudden there's not much of that left. So when it comes to things like that, like that's why supplements can be very important. So when you need a little something extra based on a little bit of a lack in your diet, or maybe food isn't quite up to par, that's when you're going to want to use these things. Or even in the case of, we'll, we'll talk about like collagen is like, oh, maybe you're not getting enough collagen food sources. You should probably try and get some food sources that we'll discuss later on. But it can be a nice adjunct, especially if you're trying to heal from uh, some different soft tissue injuries that collagen would normally be very abundant for. Yeah, what we would ideally like to do is get all of it from the food we eat, right? So there's tons of nutrients and vitamins in food. Um, depending on where you get it from. So what Nick is talking about is typically commercial farming, uh, which basically farmland is just a Petri dish. They throw a bunch of chemicals in it and the dirt is there just to keep the, the, the fruit or the vegetables upright. Uh, unfortunately, that's what most um, farming is right now. You can get it from organic sources, but um, even then it's not perfect. So we would ideally, we would have you get all your nutrients and vitamins from the food you eat, but you know, it's just as the case is right now, it's, it's hard to do that. So, um, and the importance of, yeah, if you're getting first off, get enough sleep, make sure you get enough water, see if that cleans up some of the problems that you have. And then once you get through that, um, then we can look at supplementation. So when we, we talk about supplements, okay, so let's take someone who me very a short period of time ago, I didn't take anything. I didn't take a multivitamin. I take, I didn't take any supplements. I kind of didn't know where to start. And obviously I, I talked to you cause you're an expert in the field, but when someone is trying to f start from scratch, what are the first kind of, um, main things that you would tell someone maybe just to kind of evaluate their need for supplementation in their diet? I would ask them, well, I mean, some of the things that we talked about, right. Where, where I just said like, 
are are you are you eating whole food like just kind of getting an idea of what somebody eats are are they eating fruits and vegetables of all sort are they eating a wide variety of meats fish that type of thing are they one thing i always want to know is like how much are you getting outside how much sunshine are you actually getting if you're not and and wintertime like the d3 talk is probably abundant for everybody or we would all need it but it's those are the kinds of questions that i, w- I would ask uh ahead of time to know is it going to vary even further depending on how they're sourcing that yes and that's why the sourcing questions are important there's there's lots of questions to to look into where i think it's almost impossible to just do like a, a panacea of looking at all of these things uh without this being like a several hour podcast yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into detail on some other podcasts in terms of um, specific supplements and 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 things like that. But in general, I think it's important to talk about dosage for supplements. So no matter what supplement you're taking to fix uh, what to correct whatever is going on in your body, the dose is really important. So how do people decide on dosing of supplements? Well, some of that, I, some of it's just written on the bottle. Like there's going to be a label. Hey, this is how much you take. At the same time, that still is a starting point, right? Hey, I'm about six foot tall, 200 pounds. Dose I take is going to be different for somebody who's 125 pounds. And it's also going to probably be a different dose than somebody who's 300 pounds. So that is something that factors in. So you you have to think about that. Uh, So what is the proper dose? I mean, you're generally going to want to start with, hey, what is it saying on the bottle, on the label. Now, if you talk to somebody about it and it's like, you know what? Hey, I get, I've been taking half the dose, but I actually feel a whole lot better. Well, maybe you only need half the dose or depending what it is. Like a lot of them you can take more often, right? Depending what it is. And you can take twice the dose and that might be what you need to have that effect. So for certain things, it's going to actually require blood work to know, like what is the proper dose? Well, to get your vitamin D levels up, uh, to a proper level, you might need a supplement with twice the RDA, with five times the RDA, with a hundred times the RDA. Yeah, RDA, sorry, recommended daily allowance uh, that's set like uh, by most governing bodies. Now, again, how are you going to know? Well, a lot of times you have to start it, test it, like start taking it, test it out, and then retest three months later, six months later, where you've been taking that to see if your if your uh, levels are up to par, really. Okay, so we talked about dosing. Now let's talk about different groups of people that might benefit from some kind of supplementation. So people that, and especially some groups of people where you you maybe didn't it didn't occur to you that supplements could help you out with that issue. I think unfortunately what happens is people start to have issues. Where do they go? Do they go to their primary care physician? I don't know about you, Nick, but I don't know a ton of primary care physicians. I know some, but I don't know a ton of primary care physicians that are using supplementation or changes in diet or behavior modification type stuff to fix problems. Typically, they're handing you over pills that fix the problem that you currently have. So the most common example I see is I'll have patients, I'll have a laundry list of medications, and I'll see three high blood pressure medications on there, and I'll say, uh, looks like you have some high blood pressure. And they'll say, nope. 
And I said, well, here it says you're taking three blood pressure medications. Yeah, but when I take those, I don't have high blood pressure anymore, so I'm all set. So um, let's talk about people that may be suffering with some things that maybe supplementation can help out with so that we can kind of avoid some of the higher uh, octane type solutions that you might get uh, when it comes to our uh, medical system as it is right now. So people that have sleep issues, um, I know Nick's a little bit younger than me, but as I got kind of into my later 30s and now I'm kind of into my 40s, I did notice that my, I was having a harder time sleeping. I used to be able to sleep really easily, and then all of a sudden I had some issues with sleep. Like I would get up when I didn't want to. I, I couldn't sleep in if I wanted to. So I think that's pretty common. Most people and most of the patients we work with, they would like to sleep longer, but they just for some reason physically can't. So what kind of supplements uh, would help with sleep and how can we use them to help? So there's going to be a couple different ones here that we'll talk about. So the, the big one for me is magnesium. I love people to be able to use magnesium uh, right before bed. It's, it's, the reason is it's, it's a very calming uh, effects for the body, right? There's several different types of magnesium and I, I, without getting into the weeds on that, magnesium can be very calming and can really knock people out before bed. Uh, and it almost sounds like, whoa, it's knocking me out. No, it's because it actually lowers your cortisol levels. It really just helps you to calm down that much more. So that can be a big one. Another one can actually be uh, vitamin D. So D th whenever I say vitamin D, by the way, I'm usually talking about vitamin D3 here. So vitamin D, people don't think about it as far as like a, a sleep supplement, right? The importance though with vitamin D is vitamin D and vitamin D I'm big on timing with because I don't like to, I personally, I've, I've tried this. I can't take vitamin D at night. And if people have trouble sleeping and they take their vitamin D at night, listen up. Vitamin D is meant to signal that you're in the sunlight, bright sunlight, sunshine, it's, it's going to be a little bit different mechanism when you take it orally, but it's still going to happen. Like when you take it in your mouth, it's still going to have a similar effect on the body. So I've made this mistake a couple of times and taken it. And it took me a little bit to figure out if you take it at night when you're, the sun's going down, your body's supposed to be ramping down. It can actually ramp you up and energize you. So be careful with that. But if taken during the day, it can say, Hey, this is when I'm supposed to be up. This is what I'm supposed to be getting that sunlight, even if you're not directly in the sunlight at the time. So that can actually help kind of regulate your body's rhythm to be able to get back to sleep then too. All right. How about people that have low energy? I know same kind of problem as I got a little bit older. I noticed like, man, I could really use a nap like at three o'clock almost every day. And then I adjusted my supplements and was able to get over that. But for someone who might be in those shoes, what would you tell them? Well, the low energy one is tough. I think because of so many different uh, causes of low energy, right? Now, with the low energy, and especially like that afternoon crash to me, that's more of a blood sugar handling issue. So in the form of uh, supplements, if you will, it's it, it would be actually more improving digestion and getting getting that, that food ratio proper at lunch uh, necessarily than a, a an energy issue. Uh, what did you use like, or what did you find like adjusting helped with your energy in the afternoon? Well, yeah, I mean, it was uh, decreasing uh, caffeine consumption after a certain time, uh, cleaning up my sleep and the, the supplement regimen that you got me on. So that's where it's, it, it's, I think that's more of a, an individualized one because, well, if you're low in 
really just about anything that you could get tested for uh, as far as like nutrients, vitamins go, that could be causing low energy. So this would be one where it's, it's, it's really, I don't know that I could give an exact answer for people. However, still should be something I think that's looked at to address like specific needs for you. Yeah. And I think it can be just like a nice side effect. Like I wasn't expecting that when I started, um, doing some supplementation, but, um, it it definitely helped in combination with some other behavior modification type stuff. All right. Anti-aging, uh, those looking to optimize for longevity, which means we just want to kind of live, uh, better years as we get older. Um, what, uh, for those, uh, people that don't know how supplements can help, how, how help there? Well, I, Go back to the magnesium again. I'm just a huge fan of that in general. But magnesium, hey, it's responsible for over 800 enzymatic processes. Like this number goes up like by 100 every couple months. The more they discover about what it's doing. So magnesium is going to be a biggie. Collagen. So collagen, and when we're talking about longevity, from so many standpoints. So we could talk about more of, hey, how do I look? Well, it actually is really important for the skin, for your nails, for your hair. So from just that that standpoint, the collagen is going to be important. But also then longevity of your joints, your organs, just about anything in your body. Like those, all those things that tend to break down over time. A lot of times there's a lack of collagen. Uh, we'd go back to the vitamin D. I mean, vitamin D with K2 uh, is going to be really important because now this is going to allow for proper into uh, uh, sorry uptake of magnesium, but also the big one calcium. Talk about like bone health, right? A lot of times people are just downing, downing, downing calcium. If you're not taking it with the vitamin D, the K2, magnesium, all of those things, those are all have a lot of important cofactors that allow you to get the the calcium actually into your bones, and now you can actually lay that tissue down and build stronger bones and become more resilient. Uh, so really looking at that. And I, I still like fish oil from like some of the omegas, uh, omega fatty acids, as far as especially brain health goes. That's, that's the one biggie for me that we see like this cognitive decline with aging. Right. And it's sometimes, well, and actually here that we could go back to some of the energy, right? If you're not getting that right fuel for the brain and actually keeping it, uh, healthy and helping with the inflammation in the brain, like this can all come into play. So I think that those are all going to be big for you. Okay, as long as we're on that a little bit and talking about uh, brain health as we get older, I think that's something that people kind of find surprising. Like, oh, there's supplements that I can take to help out with my brain and and similar. And I'm kind of getting a little bit older now. And I'm noticing, like, before I started doing some supplementation, I just wasn't as sharp or um, I wasn't remembering things as well as I used to. So for people who feel like their brain's not working as well as it used to, uh, what supplements would you recommend for that? So, I mean, just talked about the fish oil. Uh, actually, I would go into another type of oil, coconut oil. So I'm going to talk fats almost in general when it comes to that. Coconut oil, is it a supplement? Well, I, I don't know that I would call it a supplement, but something else that would be very important to use as far as just your diet goes because of what it does, because of the types of fatty acids that are in it. So the smaller fats, basically how they're broken down and how they help uh energize the brain, if you will, and give it the proper fuel to be able to run properly. Get back to the magnesium again. Magnesium one is going to keep popping up and for good reason. Uh, if it's not there, all of those processes, all of those uh, enzy- enzymatic processes. So like I said, all of these one event after another event after another event inside a cell 
aren't going to happen properly. So you're really just going to need to have those on board. Um, with with the brain health, there's we could get a lot into even like um, different types of mushrooms. So medicinal mushrooms, lion's mane would be one of the biggies for that. Uh, you could use a lot of different adaptogens. Adaptogens are specific herbs that are used throughout the world, really, uh, and grown. But they can give you a lot of bang for your buck as far as brain health goes, too. Yeah, next one we're going to go over here is um, people that have inflammation, so chronically inflamed people. So should make sense. We see this all day long. So Nick and I are physical therapists. This is what we treat. We treat chronic inflammation all day long. Again, you'll also hear Nick talk about uh, anti-inflammatory diets. So Nick, talk about anti-inflammatory diets a little bit and then talk about how supplementation can help out with that. Well, what I'll say is, actually, I'm going to touch on the supplements first from the standpoint of fish oil can be anti-inflammatory. Like the magnesium can have a little bit of an effect. Like I'm not going to go into a big thing on that because you can't out-supplement a poor diet. Out-supplement the inflammatory factor, especially. And that's why that's such a big thing. So what is going to cause the inflammation? Well, first of all, lack of hydration. Not drinking enough water is going to leave you chronically in a state of inflammation. Now, other foods that are inflammatory, grains are a biggie, right? We talk about, you hear so much about like uh, gluten. It's not just gluten. All grains can have a very highly inflammatory effect. Gluten and wheat are going to be probably at the top of that list, but there's lots of others that can be problematic. It doesn't mean you can't have them means you have to know how to prepare them properly. So that's a whole nother can of worms, but suffice to say that can be uh, quite inflammatory. Uh, pasteurized and homogenized dairy. So dairy isn't necessarily inflammatory. Dairy can be inflammatory when your body doesn't tolerate it well. And a lot of people, especially as we age, you use you lose the ability to break down dairy. And especially when the enzymes are killed during the pasteurization process, this makes it even harder to break down dairy. So your body hey, fights back. And that's what an autoimmune issue is, is your body becoming inflamed and kind of attacking itself because it doesn't doesn't know kind of what's coming in. Alcohol, alcohol, there's, there's no way around it. Alcohol is going to cause inflammation in the body. Uh, so it, it also in the brain, like that's another big one where that's going to cause a lot of irritation. As far as just other things, I mean, sugar, I, I don't even think I'm going to beat this one because... It, if you haven't heard about the inflammatory effects of sugar, it's it's out there, right? Like sugar is going to cause a lot of inflammation. Now, the biggest and reason I say like this one for last, uh, it's the scariest one for me, the industrial seed oils. So think canola oil. That's that's the biggie. That's the, probably the most commonly known one. But you have your peanut oil, your safflower oil, your sunflower oil. Just Google it and you can see the list of all of these. The reason this scares me the most and even actually much more than sugar. Sugar, your body can process and kind of get rid of very efficiently. Uh, especially if you're more active, you can handle it and tolerate it much better. These other types of fatty acids they stay with you. They actually get ingrained into your membranes and of your cells. Like they start to make up the cell. And now it takes a lot of time to rebuild that cell once you already start to get it in there. So 
there's going to be a ton of inflammation because of how high they are in omega-6s, which is a fatty acid that's meant to be inflammatory because again, inflammation is not bad. Chronic inflammation, too much inflammation, that is where the problem is. And that's where the things like the omega-3s that are found in fish oil can help to balance this out. But you have to get rid of this stuff first to have any chance at combating inflammation. The, the, the industrial seed oil is number one. Okay. All right. Uh, those people looking to lose weight, can you take supplements to lose weight? Yes, you can. It's again, kind of looking at it from the wrong manner. If you have an optimized, basically a lot of the things we just talked about, if you just do some of those things, right. And get, like you said, get the industrial seed oils out, make sure that you move more, make sure you're staying hydrated. The weight's going to start to come off first. Uh, and then hey, actually like some of these things that we talked about, some of these supplements will help with that weight loss. But again, it's it's bang for your buck. Don't don't waste your time until you've kind of dialed that in for the most part. Okay, uh, people suffering with anxiety and stress, which is a lot of people, uh, can supplements help with that? Yeah, here I'd say this is actually where that magnesium comes into play because of how it allows your body to basically buffer stress properly. I would say that's gonna probably be the biggest bang for your buck provided I said you get everything else right. Here's like a targeted nutrient that you could take for that for sure. Okay. How about um, people that think they're doing everything right, but they're still seeing some of these problems? Maybe it's sleep problems or energy or uh, weight gain or something like that, but they think they're doing everything right. How can supplements help in that situation? And this comes down to uh, where we talked about a little bit like, oh yeah, like I'm doing everything right. I feel good. It's just not, it's just not working for me. So are you doing everything right? Like, I, and I would pose that question, right? Just because we, we talked about in other podcasts where we'll uh, like do a Dr. Google, right? Where we search online. It's like, oh, well, the internet told me to do this. Well, you know what? There's a lot of stuff that's published on the internet that unfortunately just isn't true. So making sure that you really are working with somebody if you need to, like talking to people about this, like that are doing it right. Like see what's going on see what's working for them. But yes, now we talked about too, about uh, where the food sources might not have enough magnesium. You might not be getting enough sunshine. So you might need that extra vitamin D and K2. You might need that extra magnesium because it's not in the soil. So your food actually isn't getting it. So maybe you are eating the great food sources. It's just not enough sometimes, especially with the amount of stresses that we're under that we just talked about before. All right, so that covers a lot of general supplementation. Uh, if you guys want to learn some more information, and if you want to get some of the supplements that we talked about, so the big ones we talked about that you heard over and over again in this podcast were collagen, vitamin D would take K2, fish oil, and magnesium. If you want to get those from places that we have vetted and we've checked out, and this is really important, which we're going to talk about in future podcasts, but it's really important where you get this stuff because if you just, get, just go into your local grocery store or a supplement store uh, and you go to the shelf, what's the, the number one buying criteria? Usually you buy the cheapest one. And this is, in life, there's lots of situations like this, but especially in supplements, you get, kind of get what you pay for. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to get the most expensive one either. Sometimes that's not right either. But um, having someone, an expert, kind of sort it out for you is probably your best way to go. We've done that for you. So for um, for those four main supplements, if you want to learn more information about that and learn how you can order it, then just go to robinsptwest.com slash supplements, and you can check that out. There's more information there. If you want even more of a breakdown, Nick and I are building uh, a huge resource 
online. Uh, so it's kind of like an ultimate guide to supplements where we're going to go over these four supplements in detail, but also some other ones that would be beneficial. Then you need to go to robinsptwest.com slash supplement guide, and you can get some more information there. Nick, thanks for your time. I know this uh, information is stuff that we talk about all, all the time in the clinic, but it's good to kind of get it out there so other people can benefit from it. And uh, I'll talk to you soon uh, when we do our future podcasts about supplements. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Hope this helps.